millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, guys! Welcome to the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, Bangs in London. And me, Lamara, in New York. Hey. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, though, peeps? Yo, how is everyone? How was everyone's week? Let uh, me tell you about mine. To... Let me tell Oi. you about mine. Listen. I was sick all week, bro. Sick what? all week. Disgusting. It was awful. It was some kind of mutant lurgy that just sideswiped me, knocked me out of the game for a week. I'm unimpressed, and I did not like it. It was not nice. That. That's not what you asked for. Not what That's I asked for at all. For the last week in February, was it? I don't want my lungs to be taken hostage. <laughs> um, I did not ask for it. I do not want it. Don't want it again. I want it out of my life. I've just been like holed up in my apartment. But in my apartment, listen to me. Listen Look to me. I'm, hey, I'm, it's hey. I'm, I'm brushing up on you, mate. In my um, apartment. Let me just correct myself. In my uh, studio flat in uh, London Town. Um... Yeah, just nasty, whatever this bug is. A lot of people have got it, I know. Um, so apologies in advance if I'm giving you a bit of a sex chat line vibe <laughs> with my voice. We're not mad, though. We're not mad. I mean, you know, a girl's got to make money. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and uh, if I hack up a lung at some point during this podcast, That's apologies. the reason why, folks. That's apologies. the reason why. In advance. How are you doing, though? I'm not too bad. You know, it's a... What's the, what's the one where it's been a p- pathetic fallacy of a week in New York in that mood kind of like the weather? So when it was rainy, I was really like, oh, what's this? Where well, my office is in Chinatown was like in a mini flood. But now um, the sky is a bit bluer. It's crisp, still cold as fuck. But I'm feeling a bit we- better about the weather outside. So ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But do you know what? In the good words of Kendrick Lamar, we still going to be all right. Not, I like that. That's a good segue. That was a nice flow into some Kendrick. I enjoyed that. I'm telling you, man, 2016 is the year I live my life in rap quotes, people. So just just be here for it. This anyway. year and every year, quite frankly. Every year, henceforth, all of the rap lyrics, <laughs> all, all of, of the, the time. Yeah. But anyway, guys, we're going to kick off, as we always do, with our segment called Bullshit. So bangs. What do you call bullshit on this week, bruh? Oh, mate, I am calling Uh-oh. bullshit on the Brits, the Brit Awards, and um, just the fact that they don't seem to be aware that any people of colour exist in the music industry, which I find really weird. Um, uh, so they've obviously taken a leaf out of the Oscars playbook and just decided to not nominate any people of colour in any of their categories, which is really weird. Well, or I think um, there were some people of colour in the international artist category. So I think right. Drake and Kendrick and, and people were, were nominated. But I just, to, I'm just really, uh, that's my reaction, really, when I saw it, it was like, really, really mm. Brits. Considering that's... there's a plethora of like, great uh namely black british acts at the Come moment on. very disappointing was there no a little better sips, was there no a better sporty. year for black music than 2015 i mean right. for for I, I can't i just can't get my head around the fact like you said little sims the fact that she wasn't nominated the fact that stormzy was not nominated i can't even just don't make me throw my computer out the window please <laughs> i will hey, Rupert, shut up. i will dash this laptop out my window because <laughs> That's just disrespectful. I think that kid has had such an incredible impact on black British music. Scratch that. Just music, period. The British music scene, period. He was not combined, like confined, excuse me, to the black British music scene, which, by the way, 
is a really fucking large box at this point. You know what I mean? It's n- not no longer sidelined to some. No. It, it's not just Omar anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> shit got or bigger. Lamar. Or Lamar. <laughs> or Lamar. Like shit got bigger. Um, so this is like a huge scene that the Brits apparently are just unaware of, which is really freaking offensive. And especially someone like Stormzy, who, Lady Le Shirt, like, come on. I right. mean, who had right. a massive hit like that. Right. Her, I don't even want to look at how many views her freaking YouTube videos yeah. have had, but massive. She changed the culture last year, like on a really big scale. Like she's doing performances in New York and yet the Brits don't even acknowledge that she's kind of a big deal now. It's just, I mean, it's, come on. It's, it's it's really interesting. I think it says a lot about what they actually classify as music and mm. how much respect they give to to grime, to DIY music, to underground music that not necessarily, and it's interesting to me because it might not necessarily have the metrics, although we know it does, but where's the rapport? Where's it actually worthy? Where's it banging? Like, who's appreciating the music? So again, like, typical fucking disconnect from from these type of institutions that just fail to to back and show respect to, like, true music. If it's an award show about music, give some love, to where the real music and movement is going on right now, people. That's all Hello? I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Also, kind of want to call bullshit on them because the Brits say, well, we can't actually interfere with who's been nominated. So I guess there's there's over a thousand people who are, it's not a board, but that's the, that's the word I'm going to use in this case, who are on this board that can nominate acts right and there's certain criteria they have to meet which essentially i believe is that they have to have had a a top 40 single or album or whatever within a certain time frame Mm. right um so which stormzy most definitely did within that time frame um and others so and the brits are saying we can only put forward as the nom as the final nominations whoever this board of a thousand plus people have put who have nominated. So they're saying we can't fuck with whoever they've nominated. That's who we put forward. So we can't yeah. really fuck with that process. However, mm-hmm. Adele, her album came out four weeks after the cutoff date for that, and somehow the Brits magically moved the goalposts to include Adele. Yeah. So if you can do that to include Adele, who I'm not saying shouldn't get her shine or whatever, but la la la, kind of predictable. Yawn, yawn. Yawn already. Like, meh, over it. Um, And she's, it was pretty standard. She was going to win every award going between now and probably Christmas 2037. So let's just, it's not necessary for her to win all of the Brits. We fucking get it. Um, so the fact that they moved the goalposts for Adele and then are kind of pleading ignorant, like, well, who is this Stormzy fellow you speak of? Like, oh, fuck off, Brits, please. Yeah. But shout out, shout out apparently to the real Brit Awards that went down at Village Underground. Oh, my God! <laughs> I can't even like handle Drake that. I can't even handle that. With the section boy. So that just said, I think that just says a lot about the state of the UK music industry, really, all there, like, fuck the Brits. Oh my god, I love I love it. And then yeah, the next day after the Brits, it's like, oh, BBK signed Drake. Oh, okay then. Brits who? Brits what now? (laughs) What a joke. What a joke. Okay. Anyway, so who are you calling bullshit on? Well, similarly, well, it may be in the same vein. Bangs, I'm calling bullshit on and I'll phrase this carefully. Cultural appropriation. Now, now, like I said. I'm going to phrase it carefully. This is and a rabbit having, hole. This is a I, rabbit hole. Right I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm easing back on myself because I feel like you say shit like that and people throw up their arms in there. Oh, but Lamara, what do you mean? Oh, be careful. Clarify. I saw a mate of mine posted an image of uh, a story run in Metro UK this week. Good old Metro. Free news. Not always great, but free news. And they were like, Boxer braids are the new trend for 2016. <laughs> what? Sorry, sorry. I looked to the left and then I looked to the right and I was like, oh, oh that's trend. Oh, something I've been doing <laughs> with my hair, people. Oh, so now that's trendy. Um, I'm calling bullshit on cultural appropriation in that way. 
as with a lot of things that we've seen, boxer braids, bantu knots, high top fades, like even down to like more physical aspects of, of, of women, the minute, the minute, there's actually, it's not even a minute, the failure to acknowledge where the fucking root of that shit comes from and the culture and the heritage it's tied to yeah. frustrates shit out of me. It's not trending. We've been doing it for years. And yes, I really did grab my hands around the whole world of this of, of POCs and this black nation and be like, we've been doing this for years. Probably the only time I'll ever do that. But that's what pisses me off. There's a failure to acknowledge where this shit comes from. The minute it's trending, it's popping, and it's attributed to people who, in my opinion, are so removed from the culture and just doing yeah. it as a trend, as a fad, as a very stylistic thing in time when it actually has a deeper history and meaning behind it. And it's really funny to me how that shit gets press and airplay. It's not actually really funny. We all know why that freaking happens. But I'm calling bullshit on it because credit always needs to be given where it's due right something like I grew up like getting my hair done in bantu knots before going to the hairdresser like to getting it done in canos and all these little fancy like cute little styles no I didn't have a metro there was no page we didn't know who Kim Kardashian was then right do you know what I mean like there was there was there was there was no hype over all these mediocre stars who do one thing with their hair and like everyone gets gassed off it when people have been doing it for years. So I call bullshit on that. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna report it as something, bruv, in all the word characters you have, there's always space for a little freaking context, yeah? yeah? And a bit of history. So I call bullshit on cultural appropriation and not giving the right people credit for where this shit has come from. Because mm. it means something. And particularly for me, like with black hair, it means something. It's both yeah. personal and political so shit like that to just be all in this mainstream media and us to be having a talk about it like it's it's the new thing on the milan you know catwalk this week shut up just (laughs) shut up all right so i I think you know our two points like converse nicely in that there just needs to be a bit more research been done and a bit more credit paid to like where real shit is popping and where it's coming from exactly like like, no, no one's like I'm not saying all day. I'm not saying every day give respect to all of that. But just come on, guys. Come on. Hello. Do you not see? Do you not see how it's all connected? So yeah. I call on that bangs. I'm, I'm just fed up. I'm just fed up of all of that shit. No, you know, I think like, I called the other day like you know Caribbean food is the new is the new trend. What, bruv? Fall back. <laughs> pretty pretty sure it's back. been going on in the Caribbean back. for quite some time. <laughs> you know, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Done. Over it. Dead. Next. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's you're right to call bullshit on that. Completely fair. Thank you. All right. Thank well, that's a, we've called a lot of bullshit there. We have. I feel like it was a, a good week for calling bullshit, man. <laughs> it had to be done. Hey, it had to be done. It did have to be done. Um, so, what are we talking about this week? What are we doing? What's our topic? What's happening? What's the crack? <laughs> <laughs> this week, guys, we are we're talking about friendship. Thank you for being a friend. Sing to me. Sing to me. Talking about friendship. Travel down the road and back again. (laughs) Sorry, I keep interrupting your moment. No, it's it's fine. I was doing a dramatic pause, but I'm over it. It was like a little Golden Girls remix. Oh, shout out to the Golden Girls. Great. That squad goes right there. But yeah, this week, guys, we're talking about friendship, a.k.a. no new friends, a.k.a. real friends, a.k.a. All, all of that, all the things that fall underneath the big term of what friendship is. And I think it's an important one to have, like, this very frank conversation about. Don't know if you know that me and Bangs are actually really good friends, hence why we always talk about uh, things on a Sunday. But I've noticed, me personally, as you get a wee bit older, um, as things in your life start moving, your friends start moving. Some turn up, some don't. Friendships form, friendships fade away. So we're going to be talking about all the things under the umbrella of that. Um, yeah, let's do this. Let's dive in. Where should, man, that's, it's kind of big. Where are we going to start? <laughs> I feel like we had a plan and now I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> welcome. Um, so, okay. My view, I'm going to kick it off with 
the overarching theme that basically friendships morph and change. And I think that especially within female friendships, sometimes people are uh, reluctant to accept that that is a thing that happens. Okay. So, you know, you may have been best friends since you were seven, but perhaps when you're 35, that friendship doesn't necessarily make sense. All you really have holding each other together is a history as Mm -hmm. opposed to, oh, we really have things in common. We can really converse. We're really there for each other, et cetera, whatever your checklist is in terms of what classifies people as a good friend that your quote unquote bestie may not even be hitting those markers. You just happen to have known them for a really freaking long time. And so you feel tied to them. And I think that I come at this from a bit of a unique point of view, which I guess I'll get into in a second. But um, I think people need to be more open about accepting that fact that friendships morph and change and that that's okay. I, um, I moved from Canada to England when I was quite young and I have since moved countries often and just generally moved around a lot. So I've never had like a bestie, bestie close relationship. And the more, more you move around, which I'm sure you're probably discovering since you moved to New York, it's hard to make friends when you're an adult um, and meet new people and get in tight with a friendship group who really gets you and understands the in jokes and will finish a sentence with some rap lyrics like you like and all of that. You know what I mean? Like these are difficult things to come across in a human. Um, So for me, I think I do consider myself a little bit of a lone ranger. That's not to say I don't have friends. I absolutely do. And I have a few very good ones. Lamara obviously being one of them. Hey. Um, Why, thank you. But but I don't have that thing that I think a lot of women my age yeah. do have, which is that really tight bestie and mm, us against the world, friends forever. Like, I, I don't feel like I've ever really had that in my life. So I do feel a little bit detached from it. I'm very comfortable spending time by myself like I was gonna say do you think this is kind of attached to your your introvertedness <laughs> a little bit oh it's you friends while she coughs up a lung so guys sorry just that like just like quietly not attractive I'm sorry um yeah I do think it is linked to that a little bit for me and I think I definitely have had people in my life who find my introvertedness a really weird quality and don't really know how to deal with it they think that it means that I'm standoffish and a shitty friend and and all of you know a myriad of other things I guess um which is not altogether untrue um it's part and parcel of being an introvert Mm -hmm. sometimes that unfortunately comes across as something else um but those people who I do class as my good friends understand that about me and work with me on it um and, but equally, say, for example, I, I, the beginning of last year was really going through a lot of shit. And I just, me being me, I just, you know, handled it by myself. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and I kind of was coming out the other end of it. And, you know, a couple of my good, people who I do class as good friends were like, man, what's been going on with you? I haven't really seen anything of you. And and so I told them what had been going on at that particular point in my life. And it was a, it was a significant low, not just, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through a couple of trying times. It was significant. And my friends were like, Jesus Christ, why didn't you tell us? You know, we would have been there, yeah. we would have said something. And, and honest to God, it didn't even occur to me to reach out and tell someone about that and uh-huh. ask for help. And that's... Totally. N- not because... I'm not being an asshole when I like, it's not that I don't trust these friends or I don't want to involve them or include them in my life. It's mainly because I'm just used to being by myself and dealing with shit by myself. And I'm kind I'm okay with that. I don't feel lonely or like I need to reach out to someone else and get them involved in my thing. And I just kind of, just want to crack on and deal with whatever I'm going through. You know, I, I hear you. That's that tunnel vision. And it's interesting, you know, cause I guess, you know, the definition of me 
uh, one of the definitions if it is I'm an extrovert. Like I thrive off the buzz of other people. I thrive mm. off places, uh, not so much being the center of attention, but around other people. Like I love that shit. Like that's uh, a definition or a trait, I should say, of my personality, particularly in friendships. And it's interesting that you say that as being the opposite, as being an introvert, does that bode well for friendships? But an extrovert doesn't as well. Like, and to the point that I can, or I, I don't know if anyone else would agree with me in that you do make multiple, multiple, multiple connections, but how strong are they, you mm. know? And I think it falls into question, like, well then if I'm meeting 20 million people, like, but how many of them are my real friends? And I love how you started saying, you know, friendships more. I've realized that part of my personality in that, I, you could put me in the middle of a room and I, I can talk. I, that is, I can talk to people. I have no qualms in, hey, how are you doing? You know, making conversation more than small talk. But over the time uh, uh, of my life so far, that shit changes where you can still have your personality, but the friends you're making of those interactions is different. Friendships morph greatly over time. And I think there's something there about being an introvert and extrovert and encountering new people, first of all, but then also how you handle your shit. So extroverted trait of myself is I love telling my uh, my friends uh, my life, my problems at times, at times, because there's times where it's like, I, I do feel like a burden to my friends, like maybe shit, Lamar, you should try and process this and handle this in yourself. And we've talked about this, bangs. Yeah. You know, I will go through a, 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 a spate. Is that a word? Fuck it, I'm going to make yeah. it a word. I will go through a spate of something in my life. Where I'm just like, I'm not going to tell anyone. And then that raises a lot of eyebrows with people, the opposite to you. It's like, yeah, but Lamar, like, why do you have trouble saying these things? Like, why do you have trouble telling me these things? Why are you keeping it to yourself? And I think it's understanding maybe that I sometimes think I'm a burden to my friends or the things that I need to process within myself before I pass it on to someone else. You know, um, I realize I may be saying a lot of stuff around here, but it's all kind of it's all very much connected. Um, but you know things... what I think is important that you that at least you recognize that within yourself that you know what I have to deal with this first before, before it becomes sense to anyone else yeah to anyone else and it's something I want to talk on um hopefully I don't forget to bring it back up but in terms of like we've always talked about loving your fucking life for yourself mm. it starts with you let me let me deal with me first mm. you know there could be some things before I go to my friend which is just literally verbal diarrhea of this is everything but I think as I've got older, it's not so much I trust people less. I've actually invested more trust in really good, tangible, mean something to me, ride or die friendships. But I've also invested that time with myself to be like, process it before you give it out to others. Like, what does it, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you first? Because what I've realized is that, you know, and I can only but speak of my experiences, is that a lot of people are going through shit right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going through shit. I say this often, nine times out of 10, if you throw an issue up into the middle of the room, people will catch it and they're feeling the same exact thing as you. But I've also realized people are going through shit. I'm changing in my life, you know, and I think a lot of people around me are doing the same thing. Shit changes. Friendships morph. They may not be what like you when you were three years old to when you're 27 year old. And credit to those ones that do. I've got like, a really good guy friend of mine who we've just known each other for years and years and years and years and years. And we may not have seen each other every year, but we have the strength of our friendship within ourselves that we can just pick it up at that moment and we're good to go. Then there are those friendships that just fade after all of those years, right? Or maybe grow stronger and intense. But what I've learned is like, I need to be the friend to myself first. I need to actually like just tap into me first before throwing it out to a room of people on whatever varying degree of, of, of friendship they are to be like, Lamar, can you process this? Then is someone else going through something in their life where you, you need to be the friend that listens rather than one that speaks and gives, right? It, it's, and this is the thing, like with this subject of friendship, it's, it's a mammoth of a thing to tackle because once you start talking about it, you're really talking about 
how you connect and how you relate to other people. And that works on so many different levels, you know? I think that yeah. what, what you were saying just then in terms of people being able to deal with their own shit, that at this point in my life kind of becomes a marker by which I figure out whether or not I can be friends with someone. So if I encounter, you know, I'm mid-30s, if I encounter a woman my age now who after conversing with them, I realize, oh, this individual has no handle on their life and their personality. And they don't really, under there's, there's no understanding there of who they are and what makes them tick and what they're about. Um, that's, for me, kind of a red flag mm. because it just, it makes any conversation, any interaction, any kind of uh, friendship relationship that we could have actually kind of vacuous if you're not willing to do that work on yourself and dig deep and understand who you are like I don't really know where we can go from there as friends yeah. you know like I, I, I said it to a friend you know one day I'm not going to just be dropping all my problems at your door and I think I realized that like this shit I need to deal with myself first you know I think that's it's a true measure of a person. It, 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 really, it really is. Like, how are you processing it within yourself? Are you sitting with it in yourself? And then when you're giving it out, this is another thing. Like, if you're prepared to, like, share some information or go to your friends or your court and, and throw this shit out, how much of their, their, their advice are you taking back and enacting? Like, it could, be, it, could be, it could be dead air. There's no point me saying something unless I've come to a position with it in my mind before giving it to my friend because then they're just imposing and implanting a viewpoint in you that you may not be okay with. Yeah. But you're taking that up as the mantra and going forward. Mm. It's handling your shit first with you. Yeah. Um, and then we could, like, obviously, like, I've seen not so much how friendships morph, but the random occurrences of friendship that just pop up at different times and places in my life that aren't predicated by time and how long I've known someone that aren't predicated by some big major life event that's brought us together just a real basis like I really connect with this person like and then a trust has been built you know and then all these other things that I could know someone for a year and it feels like I've known them for 30 you know absolutely and I think we do have there's for sure, friends who come into our life for a season, you know, um, I had that when I moved to Tokyo, for example, I got really became really fast friends with my roommate there, who, um, we, you know, you're kind of the company that we worked for, they just lump you in a house together, and it is what it is. And that could be disastrous or you end up becoming really good friends with the person yeah. me and this girl became really good friends we had an absolute blast that year that we were together she was canadian she moved back to canada uh, a couple of years later i moved back to canada and we met up a couple of times there and then the friendship just kind of fizzled out and right. I, don't, I don't know where she is now i don't know what she's up to but it while we were in tokyo we were fucking great friends and mm -hmm. I, i'll cherish that but I don't hold it against her that that just, you know, went left, went different ways. It is what it is. Like, life happens, right? Life like happens. And it's okay to let some friendships go like that. I think, you know, and I I, I hate to bring it... No, I don't. I hate to uh, bring it back to the self just a little bit. Like, you can't be everything for everybody at one no. time. If that friendship served that purpose for them, that's fine. Exactly. I think what, and maybe the times that we're in... I think some people don't realize that a friendship may only just be for a section of time rather than life. And there's some things that it then becomes not only a burden, but a burden of, I have to keep this person in my life. And we can get into the avenue of talking about toxic friendships and just not letting that shit go. <sighs> if you've fallen by the wayside, you know, if you've fallen by the wayside as my friend, like, I sincerely hope you're doing good wherever you are right now. Listen, exactly. We don't, like, maybe we just don't need to talk. Maybe we ain't got it like that. Yeah. Maybe we ain't got it like that. Do you know what I mean? And because that doesn't life mean... Changes. Life changes, and it doesn't mean if those friendships have fallen by the wayside, if we've drifted, it doesn't mean I am not cheering for you in life. You know what I mean? Because right. I think I'm these things... The I think these things get confused, like... I haven't heard from so-and-so for ages. She's a hater. Clearly she doesn't want me to win. No, like, no it's not that, ever. Like, 
Uh, you know, I have, there's numerous people who have fallen out of my life for whatever reason, some of whom we've had that conversation of like, you know what, like this friendship ain't working out really anymore. We're kind of in different places in our lives, but wish you well. Um, but I still do genuinely wish well for that person. Like it just is what it is. That friendship just ended and that's right. okay. And I think there's, right. I think it's all obviously to do with personality type. There's some people who can handle that conversation better than others, you know? Exactly. Um, and it and is think, what it is. And I think also like what I'm getting here is that by the way, guys, you know, fact of life, you know, really listening to this one. Hey, friendship is a two way street. It's a two-way street. And I think I've started to be really annoyed <laughs> with some people who don't realise that. You know, mm. we're talking about friendships that can just drop by the wayside for every reason. But if you're actively putting in and you ain't getting nothing back or you're not getting nothing back and you're actively putting in, dead that. And it's off that. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people, they make you feel like you're not a good friend by kind of tipping the scale and calling out shit you do. Now that's a whole nother subject of friends that call your bullshit and I'm all here for it. We do it regularly. Yeah. Call me on shit that you need to call me. Put me in line where you need to. But if you're continually going to be that friend and I'm using that inverted commas that is not saying I'm turning up for you here in, in respect to what I might be going through in, in my life or just expect us to, to, to have this idealistic view of friendship and not put in as enough uh, enough as I'm putting in then we're gonna there's there's friction there's friction there Completely. I think I've learned that friendship is a massive two-way street it don't is. call me your shit that you're not doing either. it is and, and okay so I'll, I'll give you a, a on that same note I'll use an example from my life so sprinkle I, it in there thanks. just gonna sprinkle it in there um I had a friendship with a girl for years who um, we were very good friends at one point, but the friendship had throughout the years been kind of fraught, gone through various stages of like, oh, you know, we're falling out, we're not getting on, we're falling out, we're making friends, we're falling out, we're making friends, which is fine in high school. When you're in your 20s and that shit is still happening, long. Um, <laughs> so uh, a few years ago, uh, this individual basically decided to tell me what a shitty friend I am um and we kind of she lay forth her case via text message to me uh for listing all the numerous reasons why I'm a shitty friend and okay cool if you've reached that conclusion I'm not going to argue with you clearly this is something you've given some thought to so all right cool that's you know it's a shame you feel that way cool like I guess we'll just draw a line under this, like, wish you well, best of luck with everything. Awesome. Roger that. Peace out. Roger um, that. And I remember one of the things that I would say, it's fair to say, if you knew this individual, she is high maintenance. Okay. Um, hopefully she will at this point in her life, be able to recognize that about herself at least. Right. So she's a high maintenance friend. Um, and her requirements for friendship was something that I could not meet as an introvert, as someone who likes to spend time alone, as someone who is just comfortable dealing with her own problems and things. I could not meet those requirements for what she classes as friendship. And I'll remember during this kind of text message back and forth, which I was not really trying to engage in because you've made your point. You don't want to be friends with me. You've said it. Um, but she clearly kind of wanted an argument at this point. And she said in one of these text messages, you know, friendship is hard work. And I said, well, actually, no, no, I don't agree with that. It isn't. And it shouldn't be. You're thinking of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Those are work. And use this word. <laughs> Those are work. Friendships, in my view, you either get on or you don't. If you don't, you, it is what it is. Chalk it up, walk away, it is what it is. But I, I think that is where some people get confused. And when you have a really high benchmark for what classifies as a friend and, and the kind of behavior you will and won't allow in your life as a friend, um, then for her, I totally understand where she's coming from in terms of her saying that. Like, you know, friendship, we've both got a, absolutely, it's a two-way street. 
and you've both got to be working towards that. But either that's either natural and, you know, it's conducive yeah. for you both to be doing that or it's not. Yeah. And if it reaches a point where, God, me reaching out to you feels like a fucking chore and you right. make me feel like everything, every involvement I have in your life is wrong or everything I say to you is wrong or if every single last fucking thing on earth is about you, then this isn't working. This is not, it's, you're not my woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... <laughs> don't have to be in this with you. Like, we're not married. What the fuck? So, and I think that especially, in, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm laughing while I'm saying it, but especially the dynamics of female friendships. I mean, I was just reading something in the New York Times today. They've got this whole article about female friendships. And allow me mm. to read, read a quote, if I may. Oh, oh please, please. Bangs is, bangs is reading I t- corner. I totally uh, pulled a quote out. Um, it says, as women live more of our adult lives unmarried, we become ourselves not in tandem with a man or in a traditional family structure, but alongside other women, our friends, which I think is actually a really excellent point, especially, you know, our generation. Um, it's something like only 20 percent of uh, women between 18 and 30 are married now, whereas mm. in like in the previous generation, that number was like 60% of women in our age group were married at that time. So there's more single women in our age group, essentially. And we're finding out who we are and growing and learning and developing alongside our peers, our friends, our fellow women. And so those friendships um, are massively important and they are really deep connections. And so, you know, I'm, I'm making a bit of a joke of it, but I, I understand what that girl is. I understand that for her, her female friends hold that same level of importance to her as a relationship. I get that and I don't mean to mock it at all because it, it is a valid point. But there is a difference, you know what I mean? Massively, and we, and we have to recognise that and understand it and respect it, you know? Like respect the fact that actually... I can't treat my friend like I would treat my man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Excuse me, I need to cough up a lung. <laughs> do what you do. And I think that speaks, you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting statistic and point you make there. And I think it draws to fr- understanding friendship in modern times, right? So if we are, as women, meant to be more together and a solidarity tip and and that's where the strength of your friendship is drawing with rather than your partner. Like, what does that mean today? But then also to how it speaks of growth and morphing and, morphing and change and, and all of these things as, as you go through your life, like what are the type of friendships you need? Who is by your side? And then also friendship in the modern times of that, how are we communicating at friends? Like for someone to really, I feel like, if my friends have a problem with me now, you know, and disclaimer, I'm not claiming to be the world's best friend. I do try. I I try. Friends are a huge part of my life. You know, they say I'm saying like, you know, sometimes your friends are thicker, thicker than blood of your family and whatnot. But if I got a friend who's like texting me on how of a shitty friend I am, bruv, me and you like, that's yeah. fall, fall back because are we not sitting around a table are doing that do you feel like that's the only way you can communicate to me and I think a lot of shit can be solved or squashed in real life in in real life with friendships I should be at a point with my with my friends right now granted I live on the other side of the world but you'd be like look tomorrow like meet, meet me here for a bit what's up and then we're going to talk about these things you know and like that to me shows that a great measure of a person like if we actually going to talk about it, it's like adults in person oh listen think- i won't i won't do it i won't do it if someone has an issue with me and you fucking facebook message me nope your shit is getting shut down that, that's, that's 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 no i'm not that's, doing that's it what i don't like either you're gonna have a conversation with me or you're, or you're not, not. But i'm not doing it not. By, i'm not doing it via text don't freaking whatsapp me not. your beef don't facebook message me you're either gonna call me or call me and arrange to meet me somewhere to have an adult conversation about it. But I'm not going to do no back and forth with you like we're passing notes in preschool. Get the fuck out of here with that. And that's my thing about modern friendships, right? So, like, are we purely living in, a, in URL life? 
are all our friendships predicated by what's going on on the social media channels which we frequent daily? Is that your true defi- definition of friendship? Because then we have to really get underneath the rigor of that people and be like, just because someone's liked my Facebook status doesn't mean like they're friend of the year or that they are co-signing what I'm doing or that that person is actually okay. Can we actually check in, pe- in with people in real life rather than URL, to see how our friends are doing. Yeah, it's you know? become like a substitute, hasn't it, for like yeah, it's, it's, actual it's, it's, contact. Like, you know, that's like, not contact. Liking, that's your, not contact. liking someone's Facebook status it does not replace actually having a conversation, actually reaching out to it them, making sure And this cool. is the true, the true merit of things. Like, if you're just going to contact me that way, then, okay, you know, what, what, does that, what does that really say? And also, like, the friendship code. Like, just because you have 5,000 friends in Facebook, you do not have 5,000 friends in real life, bruv. Exactly. You do not. Yeah. You do not. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to burst that bubble to you. Because as we're talking about all these things about growth and change and it being a two-way street and who can you really count on to have your back and how you're talking to people as grown-up adults, I think that is less reflective of the people you can call on to trust and confide in. The way I see it now, unless there are extenuating circumstances that block those friendships happening and they're purely digital, purely, purely digital, right? And that's the only method that you can contact with someone. That doesn't mean anything. You should not take what someone is saying on on that social media platform as, as gospel with a grain of truth for the fact that you should dig underneath that and really reach out to your friends. Like, I cannot... It, it, it just it's a point of frustration with me that people be like oh I saw this status but, but have you never asked me anything mm. you haven't really asked me anything we're not really having a conversation um about what the hell is going on in either of our lives so you know what delete like delete there's, there's, there's just delete we yeah, just have to go through that process we really have to go through that if process, you're just people. gonna casually sit back and observe my life via facebook without ever really reaching out to engage with me I'm a bit like yeah okay I kind of um I do try to limit my Facebook to people who I have at least met in person you know or do kind of know and I did go through a little while ago and kind of you know didn't do the as some people like to do just did a massive friend call on Facebook. Congratulations, you made the cut. Don't nobody give a fuck. Stop it. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, where's a... this? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory got yeah. a ticket tick. Nah, bruv, man, yeah. don't care about that. Um, but I did go through and was a bit like, actually, I've never, this person's just a friend of a friend. I don't actually really know this person. I've never really met that person. And all of a sudden, I've just become very kind of um, uncomfortable with that. Like, I have a lot of um, followers on Twitter, which I'm fine with. That's a different medium. But Facebook, I tend to share differently on there. And I do kind of want it to be, I'm not saying we have to be tight, 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 but I do want to at least have met you, at least kind of know you, have a genuine connection. So I kind of went through and deleted a lot of people where I was like, you don't, you don't meet the criteria of, you don't need to know anything about my life, actually. And if you do, you can, I'm over there on Twitter. You go ahead and follow me on there. But these other areas of my life, you don't really need to know about that. And every now and then I do go through and just kind of check myself on that. And, and I will delete people off and no shade to the people who I'm doing it to. I'm just a bit like, eh, I don't really know you well enough to include you in this area of my life. And that's okay, you know? And I feel completely fine if people delete me from their friendship list for the same reasons. You know what I mean? If I'm not that involved in your life, if I don't know you that way, I'm not offended at all if people take me off their list, you know? Like, it's not a thing to me. But for some people, some people really get their panties in a twist about that. They do. I think that also, like, you know, brings us to understanding... The, maybe the different terminology of what you call your friendship. So I'm here calling bullshit on like some digital friendships being purely digital and having perhaps no substance at all. And I, I'm not I'm not going to say that for all of them because I do understand the merit of having safe spaces online, which people can then forge digital communities mm-hmm. uh, from and to. And being part of one, I, I know how powerful that is. But you know. Are, is this person your your best friend, your real friend, your 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 ride or die, your acquaintance? A word I think people don't use as often as they should. 
Um, because you you classify that. Like I can say I have five best friends. Mm-hmm. Five. Then we fall into the subject of friends. Then it's oh, I know that person through that person, or that's just an acquaintance or someone I used to know. And it shouldn't sound bitchy and it shouldn't sound like we're elitist in this language, but you should be able to classify and portion your different friends on different levels by different names mm-hmm. and terms. I think it says maybe more of that person. And it's, it's, a, it's a viewpoint I've had to break myself from as I've got older in that understanding that everyone is your friend. My dad was just tell me, not everyone's your friend and you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Who is that person and what do they stand for in your life? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Is it just purely you're an acquaintance? Are you my best friend? Who is that person in your life? And I think it's somehow maintaining that that then the people you have around you are the people you need around you and they have earned that right. Do you know what I mean? And I've earned that right to be in that person's life. Mm. In thinking about levels of trust of information I share, how much I give to people who are my best friends, then we start operating as adults in this time of our life and how we move forward, oh, right? completely. I keep my circle mafia level tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... And so people should, and so people should. And that's why like, I feel no shade if someone's going to, delete me off of Facebook because we haven't spoken to each other since 2007. Like, that's cool. Good for you. Like, do your call and how that feels for you. But are your friendships, like you said, mafia type? Who are you really trusting and imparting that, that, that truth of yourself to? I like to think that, like, my best friend and the person I'm envisioning never, never judges me. We have complete honesty in all the things that we, we talk about. Um, we understand where each other are in our lives, what things we may need to process on our own or together, and the ever never-ending fact that that person has my back, you know? Now, let me ask that, you this. Go. Even if the person meets all of that criteria for you, does that entitle them access to every area of your life? Ooh. What a great question. What a great question. And I'm going to sit on the fence of it and say yes and no. Mm. Purely because there's things I've learned that I need to process in myself first, right? Before either giving it to them for us to have a talk about or just it stays with me. It doesn't mean they have maybe full access to some things in my life, which I actually want to get on a handle first. But other things we can have a totally honest and frank an open conversation about. There are those friends that I just let the walls down with. Yeah. And and this is it. And this is how we ride out. And these are all the conversations that we have. But it may go back to then that point of being an uh, extrovert with in, introvert, introverted tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, see, I'm a bit different. I don't think I... I don't think there's really anyone in my life who I give an access all areas pass to. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, which is, that's, I'm a bit weird like that. And I can accept that. I'm trying, well, I'm trying to think. So, and I don't know if I really, if I do it really consciously, you know, I think it is just like, I'm good. I, I've, I've got me, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, I, yeah, it's a weird one for me. Friendships are, I don't find them easy. I'll put it that way. I don't find them easy. They don't come necessarily really easily or naturally to me. I don't know if that's because I'm a raging arsehole, but, you know. (laughs) Um, I try not to be, but I would just say, yeah, for all of the reasons I was mentioning earlier, it's not not an area that I find I kind of just slip into really well and feel really comfortable with, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the pyjama party kind of girl. I'm like, all right, you do you not have a home to go to now because I live here and I would like to go to bed now with Sons the girly chat you know what I mean like and I don't mean it to be like I, I can be there for other people I can be that sounding board I'm trustworthy I can you know what I mean you can tell me stuff I'll hopefully give you good advice all that kind of stuff but that 
Maybe it's because I've just never really had that kind of friendship from a young age. Maybe I just don't really understand how to necessarily connect with it now. That's not to say I don't, I do have good friends now, but I don't think I've ever really had the kind of friend who I just will completely let my guard down 100% with and just let them in access all areas. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that's, if I necessarily that's, do that's, that. That's totally understandable. Mm. That's totally understandable. As as honest and transparent as things could possibly be with friendships, if that's how you, that's how you do shit, that's how you do shit. I don't think no one can fault you for that. Like, I think it goes back to understanding you know, the different levels of which it plays in that, am I going to deal with it on myself, for myself versus others? But then also it's a two-way street. So if you're fulfilling in other areas where it doesn't actually need to get in like a deep down diagnosis of you, then you're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about squad goals. The squad goals. very popular term at the moment. Um, I think I'm in a place where I've got a pretty good squad now. I've got a good squad going. Um, who do you think needs to what's the who makes up the ideal squad not I don't mean like in terms of people but if we are talking people I bags little Kim straight off the bat um (laughs) she would 100% be in my squad no games like (laughs) but um no not necessarily people wise but in terms of character like what type like for me I want that like Every squad should have that one ride or die chick who is going to do all the crazy shit with you. Who, if you were like, pack a bag, get your passport, go into the airport and just pick it a place. You need that friend who's like totally down on it on the train now. Um, I want that friend who will give me really sound, non-judgmental advice. Um, And for me, I just really want that... I could only really have people like this in my life at this point um, because I've tolerated too many who don't have this quality, but people who it's not all about them. You know what Mm. I'm saying? There's like, there's, there's some women in particular who will rock up to a party and suck all the air out of the room. Like all of a sudden it's just all about them and their energy and everything they got going on. I can't have that person in my squad at this point. Like it has to be people who are like about the team. Yeah, because, you know, I, I'm I'm of the thought, if I win, we all win. I'm about my community of friendships. Like, it's not just me. I'm, I'm, I haven't made it on my own. I've made it with the people around me. And, and that's just something I've held on to for a very long time. I think in terms of my squad goals, it's like, I want that friend that gives me the uncomfortable truth. Mm. that really means a lot to me um aka calls me on my bullshit aka tells it how it is and just is as frank as they can be with me um because sometimes you just need to hear that there's so many people who can't take that truth though let's be real you have to have done the work on yourself you have to have done the work on yourself before you can take that truth though you know there's a lot of people who say they want that and then when the truth comes to them they're crying in a corner rocking back and forth foaming at the mouth you know what i'm saying so don't say you want that truth that only happened once though that only happened once I do want that. I do want that friend who's just going to give me that uncomfortable yeah, truth yeah, because yeah. I need to hear it. I God need that. to hear Everybody it. I need to, to talk to. Truth. I need to talk to that person about where's this coming from. What does that mean for me? I need to hear that. So that's the that's the, the friend that I want and have around me. Then I have <laughs> just the one who just like yo, we just gone. We're just constantly living on a hundred because I think that then fills me with an energy, a positivity, mm. um, and a willingness to do some things. Who's just. And not, and I, I clarify this, not the 24-7 funny friend, but the one who's just upbeat, like, you know what? You can. Hey, tomorrow, yeah, yeah. you're good. You're having a great day. Do you not see the good things that you have around you and that you're doing? Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. I need that. I thrive off of that. Like, that, to me, is someone I need around me. Yeah. Um, and then, so I got, you know, I got my call your bullshit friend. I got my energy, energy hype friend. God, what other type of friend do I have? 
thinking about the friend that I like to be, someone who listens, mm. someone who listens. And maybe it's me thinking of the type of topics I talk to my friends with or how sometimes I need like not so much a good talking to, but just, okay, I'm going through this right now. Can I count on that person to listen to me? And then they might be the one that, you know, gives you that uncomfortable truth, or then they might be the one that uh, fills you with all the energy, but are they really prepared to listen? And that, and that means a lot to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, those three traits, I would say uh, people around me. And it doesn't exclude, um, new people coming to my life with different characteristics and different things they bring. You know, I'm not just solely having, if you don't fit this list, then then you're not in. But I just think of my best friends around me and, and that's the rock that I have, you know, yeah. and, that, and that's where I stand. Um, so that would be it for me. I like it. I think that's solid. Yeah. Wow, that was dead air for a second. Just like now we're just reflecting like Ooh. Oh no, I I do. I think this is one of those conversations where as we're talking about it and I you know, we are completely honest in everything we're saying and it very much attributes and comes from our life or my experience and how I've gone through the world so far that when I'm talking to you I'm like, huh. So the more like, are you this friend? Okay, yeah, you are and thinking about this friendship and that friendship, because I think it's something that as I'm getting older, I'm starting to to really focus on and hone in on like, yo, who's there for me and who am I there for? And how much of me can I give? So it should cause you that moment of reflection to actually take a step back, look at where you are with your friendships right now and be like, which one serves you? Which one don't you serve? Which one do you need and which one, you know, you don't need? I think we all should be doing that. It's something really tied to growth as a person. Yeah. Growth. You know, I I am not Lamar I was when I was 16. Thank God for a lot of people's strength and mercy and good continued health in this world. I am not the Lamar I was when I was 16. So in thinking about this conversation, thinking back and being like reflecting of yeah. That, that, that is where I am with my friendships right now. That is where I am with my friendships right now. I think it's wholly important, you know? I'm with you on that. And I believe man like Drake did once say in a rhyme, please do not talk to me like I'm that Drake from four years ago. I'm in a different place. <laughs> Which I'll tell you what, like a, a year and some change ago, I was listening to that on repeat and was like, Drake, tell him again, please. Because I was very much in that space where I was like, anybody who's coming at me who knew me four years plus ago, mm-mm, you can't, things done changed. Like, you can't approach me in the same way and get the same response from me. Like, there's been a lot of growth from me as a person. If you haven't been in contact with me over that time, there's going to be some relearning on your part about exactly what goes down and exactly what's acceptable because my bullshit ometer um I definitely have less of a tolerance for bullshit mm-hmm. at this point in my life so I don't tolerate it so um and I think people who've not been in my life for a while who may have encountered me during a period where I would tolerate a lot more from people have kind of gotten a bit of a shock in the past couple of years when they've gotten back in touch with me and I'm like oh okay uh here's some shit that won't be going down henceforth um yeah and I think I'd like to uh to counteract that with quoting from uh another brilliant rapper man like Kanye West who recently released a a track on his album called real friends so looking for all my real friends how many of us how many of us are real friends to real friends to the wheel to the wheel end to the wheels fall off to the wheels don't spin that's where I'm at that's me being reflective like yo how many where are they really down for this? Mm. I nah, keep it moving. And I think all of that, the, the criteria that we were just laying out for squad goals there, like what we require of friends, I think it is, it's always worth kind of taking a step back and being like, well, hang on a second. Am I being that person for my people? And um, I can quite honestly say that I'm not always just because I'm a bit of a weirdo <laughs> when it comes to friendships. But hey, and, let, and let's try. throw this out. Let's 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 throw this out. You know, 
I realized that I am not a perfect human. How about oh, that? Oh, I've realized that sometimes I am imperfectly perfect. Mm. So, yeah, I do check myself against this criteria too, you know. And like I said, it's a two-way street. I can't be having expectations or having realizations of what I want for someone to be a friend in my life if I'm not giving it. But I do know where I have and where people have fallen short, where I have fallen short in myself, and I check myself constantly. And I think that's a really important thing with friendship. We we can sit here and say, you know, there was that friend that did this, and that person didn't do that, and this is where I like to think I am. But, like, take that moment and think, like, am I that friend to other people? And things might change. You might go on your Facebook right now and delete 50 people, or you might send someone a message and be like, can we go for a coffee next week? Or if you don't have the opportunity to do that, just check in with someone and say, like, how are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? But it really is one of those things as life gets on, as things change, that is constantly in a state of flux that you do have to go back to and kind of, what's going on here with all these people that I know? You know? Mm. Let's, 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 let's sort this out. Let's sort this out. So those would, those would, those would be my thoughts. <laughs> I'm digging it. Hashtag score goals. Hashtag squad goals. Hashtag what kind of friend are you? Hashtag are you there for your people? Hashtag can you deal with it yourself first? Hashtag right. real friends. So you're one of those people who does really annoying long hashtags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have time for those kind of people in my life. <laughs> so we're done. We're done. No, <laughs> no more podcast over. after day, guys. It's finished. You've killed it cool. with the long, the long hashtags. Kidding. Kidding. Um... Yeah, no, I feel you on all of that. Um, I think those are good points. Friends, they're important, y'all. They are important. They are important. So, let's wrap this shit up. I I had a moment there, Bangs, through that whole conversation between us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you for being my friend. Hey, right back at you, buddy. (laughs) Digi hug. Can we have a digi hug (laughs) over Skype? Oh, hug it out. <laughs> um, so, guys, we've come to the end of our very philosophical, quite frank chat today, as you do get with the No BS Guide to Life. Um, and as is routine, we're going to end on words to live by. Let's go. My words to live by this week are some of the, probably the best advice that I've gotten from my dear daddy, um, also known as Papa Bangs. And he said this to me years ago. It's quite simple. Assume nothing ever. Hmm. Which I always try and remind myself of. It's a very simple thing, but I think especially sometimes in friendships, especially if, you know, there's been a misunderstanding of some sort or somebody hasn't called you back or something's pissed you off. And we tend to kind of create these big stories and narratives in our head that that essentially confirmation bias, really, that kind of... uh, you know, whatever story we want to tell ourselves, um, we look for points that back that up. Um, and I've definitely done that in my life. And there was a point where I did it with a specific individual in my life. And my dad just said to me during a conversation, hey, you don't know what's going on with that person. Assume nothing ever till you hear it from that person. So those are my words to live by this week. Great, you, great words there, Papa Bangs. Um, I have some words to live by. I'm reading this book at the moment by Paul Williams and Tracy Jackson. It's called Gratitude and Trust, Six Affirmations That Will Change Your Life. 26 years, 2016, sorry, the year of getting my shit together, people. So I'm trying, I've been reading this book. It's very challenging. It's asking me some questions which I've never had to think before, making me do like really cool tasks and just a constant conversation of, building gratitude and trust and understanding what work I need to do within myself. And there's a sentence here. It's, you won't have all the answers at first. At some point, you'll have to trust and move forward. Sometimes just moving in any direction, even if it's not exactly where you want to go, will at least get you going. And you might just end up exactly where you are supposed to be. Finger clicks for that. Finger clicks for that. 
it's a sentence that deeply resonates with me and just something we continually talk about in trusting the process and maybe the timing of your life. And sometimes you can't be prepared for the things that you get thrust into. And just maybe by undergoing all these things now, you will eventually end up where you need to be. So those those words, they're sticking with me, Banks. They're mm. sticking with me. I think they should stick with everyone. Those are some powerful words. Right, so, peeps. I think we're done for this week. Dude, this is our longest podcast yet. Woo! Wow. I don't know why I feel like there should be a celebration there at the end, but anyway, we just chatted for like <laughs> over an hour, bro. We've like really just talking to, chatting a lot of breeze, as they say. Uh, real talk. Hopefully it made some modicum of sense. If it doesn't, yeah, call us out. At me. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. At me. Feel free to I'm call call us on our bullshit. Call us on our bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care. Do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're back next week ovs, with another fresh episode of the No Bullshit Guide to Life. Until then, get us online. You can find me on all of your popular social media outlets as at bangs and a bun. Lamara, where can the people then find you? The people then can find me on the Twitter at Lemel underscore P at me 140 characters or less. Slide in the DMs if you feel you need to do them things there. Just at me in it. And on those wise words, <laughs> just at me in it. Um, never a truer word spoken. Um, think less. Yeah, we'll call it a day there, people. Have yourselves a good week. We'll catch you on the next one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.